Hey, it's Selena. And this is Paul. And we are the creative team behind Bruce Fest. And we're here to invite you to join us for virtual Bruce Fest on March 24th. Featuring a masterclass on acting with Bruce Campbell himself. Interactive events, live guests, and lots of spooky surprises. And an online immersive game continuing the story of the Bruce Fest universe. Do we dare call it the Bruceiverse? <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. Uh, also, we just wanted to really reach out to the community to tell you guys how much we love you and how much we appreciate your passion for Bruce Fest and also how much we miss you. Yes, we've definitely missed you a lot. We've all been wanting to get together. So this is our way of reconnecting and moving Bruce Fest into the future. Join, Join us March 24th for virtual Bruce Fest. See you there. For more information, visit BruceFest.co. BruceFest is not affiliated with Smart. Welcome, Campbellites, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, this right here, again, is another holiday special from all of us here at Cult Talk Net. Uh, today being Thanksgiving, we decided to uh, give you guys our review of the holiday classic 1987's Planes, Trains, and of course automobiles and here you guys have it this is just a special episode for you uh to keep you company throughout your holiday while it be uh ignoring the family or traveling whatever you need a distraction from here you have our very special episode this is available across all cult talk net feeds called a campbell cult talk conspiracy and cult allure as well as at youtube.com slash cult talk net uh thank you for listening and have a very happy thanksgiving You're listening to a Cult Talk Network podcast. Welcome, everyone, to <laughs> Cult Talk Net's Thanksgiving feast. And we are on the, the main course of this uh, three-course meal we've laid out for you this, this holiday season. We are bringing you 1987's Planes, Trains, and automobiles. Yes, Woo. thank God. <laughs> yeah, we just came off the cheese ball hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. That is Things Killing Three. I'd say it's a cheese ball. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure you all have a cheese ball. I'm sure you have plenty of room left <laughs> uh, for that for that little snack. We we started things off. Just with a last little night. snack. Snack uh, of greatness. Things Killing was that thing that Great Aunt Bessie bought that she's not sure if she put her dried candy in there because she has Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Sorry, that was a long <laughs> sentence. Uh, before before we get going, uh, I'm Ty, Bailey, Ben, J- <laughs> Jerry, Deidre, and Bailey, the real no, one. I'm Michael. Oh, Michael! I said your name. You say mine, and we. No, this, this opening has just gone <laughs> too. And who's last? Eric's in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so we've decided to bring you this uh, Thanksgiving Day special here from Cult Talk Net. This is available on all Cult of Cam, uh, Cult Talk Net feeds, Cult of Campbell, Cult Talk Conspiracy, and Cult of Lore, as well as uh, YouTube.com slash Cult Talk Net. And uh, this is our big celebration of Thanksgiving. And what better movie to do than one of the rare Thanksgiving comedies? Due date. Oh, that's always due date. There's that, uh, when I was watching this, I was, I was like, man, the due date basically is kind of like a modern interpretation rip of it. Yeah, uh, Rip-off is the word you're looking for. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, that movie Instead of a Robert dead Downey wife, Jr. it's a dead dad. You know, it's a whole... Yep, rip-off. Yep. Uh, Dude, you just ruined the ending. It's got Robert Downey Jr. For, and, uh, if they uh, haven't... Uh, hasn't off hasn't seen. For anyone oh, that okay. hasn't seen Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, I don't know why they look up our review first. <laughs> it came out in 1987. Yeah, I mean, they've so, had plenty uh, of time for spoilers. There's been out plenty of time, but I haven't seen it, so... Yeah. Me neither, but... Mm-hmm. 
I, I could figure out what was going on by watching it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So this, of course, is one of the uh, John uh, Hughes movies. John Hughes, big filmmaker in the 80s and 90s, brought a lot of classics. I don't think anything he's made isn't considered a classic. I mean, I, I mean you're going to be hard-pressed to find one. That's, and that's I think so. And I would argue none of his stuff is like, clever i guess it's just it, it, like i just i mean it's very straightforward like his wife is dead you know, just his writing is just like real humans i don't know it's, it's really human and it's, it's really, like really comforting like you can watch yeah. some of these yeah. movies and it's like comforting to watch they're like yeah. i don't know it's, it's some of his movies just warm i wouldn't say he shot for like clever though he wouldn't try to be like a clever writer he's like yeah, this is a good story he's, of people he's not no, Kubrick. he's just john emotions well i don't know i would i would argue that there's a certain amount of cleverness in that his movies could be considered preachy because they all have kind of moral lessons to them and they really are trying, he really is trying to teach his, most of his characters a lesson through his stories, but he doesn't beat you over the head with it. Right, so I right. would say that that takes, that definitely takes an aspect of cleverness for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was, it's a good flick. I mean, in all and, honesty, it really does capture like the chaos of holiday travel because I hate traveling on holidays. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, listen, yeah. I've, never, I've had some shit travel days, but nothing like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've, Everything goes wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Traveling across country is especially bad, especially when you're moving over a holiday like Christmas. That's a that's a story we'll get into later. But I love John Hughes. There is no wrong that John Hughes could do. That is my man. He is a cinematic god. And I agree. It's just comfort. It's just Yeah, they're very, very good movies. They're all like just wholesome movies in the end and he's yeah. really good at examining real people in situations mm-hmm. and then kind of bumping up you yeah know, and the way he kind of like peppers in like the the christ allegory is very subtle <laughs> shut up but it does <laughs> but eric luckily has <laughs> has found it <laughs> i mean just listen to this list national lampoon's vacation mr mom 16 candles weird science breakfast club ferris bueller's day off Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, Beethoven, Dennis the Menace, Baby's Day Out, like Jesus. Baby's Day Out, man. I see that movie. Yeah. I love oh, that movie. That I remember I used to love that movie. The Boo Book. Man, I, I knew it. The yeah, Boo the Book. book. Yeah. I knew that was the same Did house. I knew that was the same house. Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. As soon as I see it, I was like, man, that's the same yeah, house. I knew it. Home Alone house. They used Just uh, missing the statues in front. Yeah. They used footage from Airplane, exclamation mark, for one of their... Uh, Shots of the airplane. They oh, were nice. That's smart. Yeah, they recycled that. Anyway, we'll run through some of the stuff. It was released in on November 25th, 1987. It's written, directed, and produced by John Hughes himself, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Ira Newborn, whose music, because I actually really like the oh, dramatic do, score yeah, on that. this. I love that that theme song. For this yeah. movie. Runtime is a nice, brisk 92 minutes, so you're not in there real, real long. Yep. Budget was $15 million in the Anybody want to guess the box office? I have. I looked at it earlier. Guess. I can't. Yeah. yeah I, who I hasn't it everybody looked it up. If so you haven't looked, go ahead and give it a guess. Well, uh, Jerry, Deidre, do you have a guess for the box office? What was the budget again? $15 million. 15 million. So how much did it make? 32 31 Okay, this is not the price. Of <laughs> 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 Forty nine point five million. Oh, oh, you get it. Motherfucker. Quite a. Uh, <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Damn it. So it it definitely was a hit. But I mean, at about this point, a movie's coming out with Steve Martin, John Candy in it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. man, it was a good. Ladies had such good movies just in general, especially with like the the crop of actors they had back then with the Ackroyds, the Murrays, the oh, oh, yeah. Martins, the Candies, all those. Man, well, I mean, and they actually a, had to they actually had to work. For, you know, what they had now, like everything they had was, I'm going to go ahead and say 99.9 because I'm unsure, but a practical, like all the effects. Like, I mean, we didn't see effects here, but like, I don't know. I love 80s movies like a lot. Yeah. We've been we've been kind of on an 80s movie binge here lately and I keep looking back at it and I'm like, I love it. 
it so much. Yeah. But you're not going to find, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not going to say a single bad thing about this movie because it's by John Hughes and I've already stated how I feel about him. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're who's right. Probably, Everything was practical in this. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I guess what, who's the modern day equivalent of John Hughes? There isn't. There had to do with this generations that they would feel. Oh, would, like, who's just, just don't make who's them like writing, they used to. Who's just writing all the hits right now? There isn't one, man. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely people that write hits, but I don't think they're not like with that memorable. frequency. Yeah, like, yeah, like the Russo you know, brothers, think- but I don't think their stuff really holds up. No, writing's really suffering yeah. lately in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillermo, de, Guillermo, Guillermo, like del, Guillermo oh, del, Toro. del Toro. He's he's pretty del consistent. Toro. He's pretty consistent. He's consistent, things, yeah. but I don't know if he's on John Hughes level. But as far as like for our time, I think he would. Him and then definitely the Russo brothers. I think they would be kind of up there, but I don't think they're at John Hughes level. John Hughes wrote like, well, he wrote three movies over the weekend, and he was like Home Alone and Breakfast Club, or I don't mm-hmm. know, there's some yeah, a, lot, a lot of uh, right movies in a weekend. That man, <laughs> yeah, and a lot, a lot of Hughes movies. I know I, I watched an interview with him where they take they do take place in like a similar universe, like a, a shared universe. Yeah, like he, he does. does. He does acknowledge that that they are kind of all meant to take place in this same. Well, yeah, it's, and that's what I was looking at here. He just like write what you know, so it makes sense that it's all in the same universe because he lived. By that as a writer it's like don't make up anything just write what you know yeah so everything he wrote is something he was close to in some way but uh you know this right here one of the few thanksgiving movies uh outside the thanksgiving yeah, franchise we, yeah but uh <laughs> we have we definitely had to cover this so i think we should talk about it here in our next segment um uh, i don't know how to transition here what's a good way to transition Man, this was your pick go i like it So, who here has seen plane, trains, automobiles prior? Or what is what is your first memory if you have seen it? So, let's start with uh, Eric. My first memory, I was probably a kid. I like have you know bits and pieces of uh, childhood memories of this movie. You know, like the the car burning, and then like just the just I just remember being really annoyed as a kid with John Candy's uh, character. <laughs> I know I was uh, in that was terrible. I was relating, relating to Steve Martin, like oh he's so annoying. Oh my gosh! But then you love him by the end of the movie, even as an audience member like that with that frame of mind. So I was I was very young when I saw this for the first time. I thought I might have watched parts of it before, but I don't think I've ever just. Ever None of it? it? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Just did, commercials or snippets or something. Were you but. maybe mixing up with Tommy Boy? No. no. Oh I've watched gosh. Tommy Boy plenty, did not know, not mix yeah. it up with that. <laughs> I, I, I I feel like I've, I haven't seen this in a while, and I feel like some of the stuff I was remember from this was from Tommy Boy. No, I've, I, I, I watched Tommy Boy to death. I wouldn't confuse the two oh, at all. Man. <laughs> Deidre. Oh, uh, I've never seen the film. I'm not heavily involved in 80s movies, but mostly because I don't really like a lot of the actors at that time, I think a lot of movies in that genre are hit or miss and they don't translate well to modern generations. Like Just a the, bunch of sexist pigs, if you ask me. No, not necessarily. <laughs> like The Breakfast Club, glorious. Yeah. But try St. Elmo's Fire. There's a lot of characters that aren't highly relatable. There's a lot of yeah, I mo- think, movies like yeah. transition differently. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm very big on the 90s and I'm not a huge fan of Steve Martin's work, but I think John Candy was an incredibly relatable, sweet, endearing, if somewhat, hmm, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, characterized. 
He's he's like a character of a person rather than a like whole ass. Yeah, he's like he's not a whole human being. He's simple. He's innocent. He's endearing. He's very likable. I found it very sweet. So I think out of all the Steve Martin movies which I've watched, probably this one is Steve, definitely my favorite. Steve Martin Ooh. for some I I respect him like he is a hit star, but he was always hit or miss for me. Like I don't I couldn't watch any Steve Martin film. I don't know. I, I'm he's that way with Chevy Chase. Plastic. Yeah, Ooh. Chevy Chase is like that yeah. too with me. If he's not playing Griswold, like I'm pretty much out. No, I, I, I liked him and uh, I guess he's hell to work with though too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, he's a well isn't Steve Martin known to be kind of hard to work with? Not as bad as Chevy, but no, like, no, not on Chevy. Because I, I watched a whole like uh, podcast that what's the guy, the creator of Rick and Morty? Oh, uh, Dan Harmon. Dan yeah, Harmon did yeah. a whole it's podcast good. on because he did a Community, yeah, a TV show with uh, Joel McHale and. Uh, how he was a night like him good and Joel McHale did a whole too. podcast oh, yeah. to talk about how, how they, they they basically just were openly burning the bridge because they had no intention to ever work with them and were just kind of like you know talking about all the hell they put uh, he put them through it was <laughs> oh, pretty, yeah. pretty crazy yeah just fuck off it Chevy was, mm-hmm. it was a pretty big mess yeah it got fun. you could see it in the story how hateful it got <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah they started treating his character kind of bad so when did you watch yeah. this Jerry uh I have a vague memory of a long time ago when I was younger and just before the beard. Yeah, definitely before the beard. Oh, okay. Like I was sitting on a floor, I think. Oof. And I remember seeing Steve Martin's just white hair and being like, why does he have white hair? He's, he's always had, he's had to always just had it, right? Yeah, he's, he's had white actually. hair for pretty much the ma- majority of his life. Yeah. yeah. At least a career anyway. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why is yeah. he so mean to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that was a while ago. Yeah. Floor sitting, Jerry. Ben, were you floor sitting also? Uh, yeah, definitely. This was an early on one. I've always been a John Candy fan. Most of his movies, you know, the ones that people know, like Great Outdoors, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck. I also like Delirium and some of the other ones that's slightly less known, but I've always been a John Candy fan, so this was... In my opinion, this is probably his best movie. Uncle Buck is Uncle probably Buck's a close. It's probably yeah. a close one, but <laughs> I think this one slightly takes it. And I'll really quickly tell you why I think that is because I, I read a couple of stories where people met John Candy just like sitting at a bar, right? Right. And every story that I've read about where people just happened to meet him, it wasn't like some setup thing. They described him as being very sad. And one story, and I don't know how true this is. You never know how true these stories are. But just how he thought, he apparently in this conversation with this person kind of talked about how the only reason why he thought people thought he was funny was because he was fat. And so he was really kind of depressed about it. And I feel like that's probably true. Most comedians are sad people, right? And in that delivery line that you get at the beginning there where he's like, you want to hurt me? That's fine. I think you get maybe one of the only times in his movie career where you get to see a little bit of that. I don't think any of their, any of his movies, did they really play on the fact that he is fat though? I don't think there ever really was. No, I mean, they never really. Not like a, like, not like a Chris Farley. Yeah, level, I don't feel like you know? he was no, ever cast no, like Chris Farley no. was. And one of the things that helped out was that John Candy was pretty tall. You so, could make references to him being like a big guy. But when he's standing next to his co-stars and he's like a foot taller than them, right? Yeah. It translates a little different. Yeah, even even the the like hotel situation, the bed sharing was just more about like you're sharing a space that intimate space yeah, with a stranger, stranger. not yeah. not really to do much oh. with his Yeah, even uh, on the plane they could have easily stabbed at it. But right. like no, nah, they never really st- I can't think of any role that he's had where they really stab out his weight in any way. Yeah. No, but you know, comedians always kind of have well, that, yeah. that. I can understand voice. him thinking that though for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I just think that gives it the edge. We get to see a side of him that I don't think you see in other movies. Yeah. Even if just for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because Uncle Bug, I think he has the same caliber of acting in that for the the dramatic scenes. He's incredibly consistent. But yeah, that's probably like a real moment get to see out of him. It feels like it to me. 
Yeah. Bailey. I think my first time watching this, it was Ben and I's first Thanksgiving together. And we sat down and watched it. And I didn't even know who John Candy was at that point. Was you floor sitting also? <laughs> Maybe at it's one point during the night. <laughs> this movie is just good to watch sitting on the floor. I, I don't mean, think you would appreciate it more. When you're digesting all those Thanksgiving goodies and everything and you're eating that piece of pumpkin pie, maybe you're you're drinking a, a sparkling Welcher's grape juice like I would have been. You mean you don't want a pumpkin cake? Pumpkin cake could be a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, a but you'd rather cake. a pie, wouldn't you? Uh, um, I want to try the cake now. That's because oh, okay. pie is vastly superior to cake. Yes. Tyler. <laughs> so we can't I, give Bailey. A I was de- I was definitely a kid when I watched this. <laughs> definitely a kid because so I used to have like a lot of stuff on VHS. So I'm pretty sure this is one of those movies. Either I watched on VHS or saw on like TV, like saw like on TBS or something like that. But I know I definitely watched it very young. A weird thing I kept. Lo- Did we talk about you watching this, Eric? Yeah, we talked about you. A weird thing while I was searching things about this movie is like it kept people kept like searching how many f words were in this movie. Oh, well, there's that one. Well, there's really? that one scene where he just goes ham on scene. it. Yep. Yeah, because I was just like looking up things for the film. I was just like, why does people care so much about how many f words were in this movie? They don't drop it at all until like that one until moment that, when it's yeah. like every other word. And I think I found a number on it. It was like nineteen, 19 in, yeah. in sixty seconds. I think because at that point it could almost be kind of like a family movie. At that point, maybe I mean it was rated R. Yeah, yeah but I mean, but even, just even for that, that one yeah. scene. Yeah, even then, I think up that. to the, up to that point, it did feel like kind of like a wholesome family movie, a quirky. Yeah. Know, road movie, but then all of a sudden there's that one scene where he just drops. Yeah, I mean, that's true. If you, you just know, cut that like scene out, times. it's still no, it still is a like you're not meant to sympathize with him in that moment. He's meant to be an asshole. It's okay to teach your kids, like, hey, when somebody's being a prick, this is the stuff they say. Yeah. Maybe that's why that scene was included, just to like emphasize that this man is definitely the asshole in the film. There is no getting around it. He just walks in and yeah, lays into like, a woman who has nothing sure. to do with the situation. Although I have to say, her talk on the phone, I would have spazzed out too. <laughs> I'm not saying that I would have been right about it, but I would have. Okay, but she had like 30 seconds on the phone before she put that down. That is 30 seconds longer. You are at work, madam. Put your damn phone. You're sitting at the desk. <laughs> you can tell you're a millennial. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Do not take personal phone calls in my office. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You better be stepping outside for that. You can oh, tell no. you're a professional. <laughs> my, yeah, my problem is, is I've never is money. <laughs> I've never been at a job where that's been okay. No. I'd have got my ass ripped. But yeah, I'm sure kind of for television, though, is easy because literally if you just cut that scene out, he PG. just goes they, from just they like, do. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. I don't think you lose anything in the film oh, other no. than just emphasizing he is the asshole. Well, and that he's fraying, he's getting more and more. Yeah, like, it is like a breakdown moment, isn't it? Stress yeah. levels. You know yeah. what the you know what the problem with cutting that scene is though for the movie. When you cut that scene, you cut the fact that she fucks up their credit cards, and oh, so yeah. later when you watch it in, on TV, uh, and that scene's gone. It really does make it look like Dale that, that stole his credit card. That no, was, the oh credit no, that card wasn't her. That was, that was the motel. Yeah, yeah. That was the motel. Yeah, the only, only thing you like, I'm pretty sure in TV they just cut it with. Uh, he walks up there. She like they stare, and she says, "Can I help you?" And I'm pretty sure it just cuts to him walking, you yeah. know, uh, frustrated to the um, to the airport after that. Yeah. I think it's just kind of like an implication that right. things didn't go his way. Just a tidbit. That's the same lady. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the modern. Well, I guess it's not modern day anymore. Like 2005-ish um, Mickey Mouse Christmas trilogy. She will play like the voices over top of like Santa's, um, like the intercom voice over Santa's the workshop. The 3D Mickey? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch. See, I, I know, I know her as uh, the secretary from Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
They all think he's a righteous dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's a righteous dude. It's kind of Minnesota, not Minnesota. South Dakota, I've heard. That's of. a Minnesota. That's Minnesota. Min- yeah, she definitely said like Minnesota. a Wisconsin, Minnesota. Um, so and true, me being here, we get facts of the film. Are we ready for facts of the film? Drop them yeah. and drop them, brother. Yeah, and we've already been dropping spoilers, so spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, the film was inspired by a true story. Oh wow, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole paragraph well, about it. it. Inspired by true story <laughs> can be anything. Someone flew on a plane once. Inspired. By true story. <laughs> inspired. John Hughes yeah. inspired by this trip on a plane. <laughs> yeah, he flew on a plane once on Thanksgiving and got delayed. I'm uh, not an annoying person. Yeah. yeah. And with your philosophy being right, what you know, it probably was a shitty plane ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what would make this shittier? As if I was just stuck with this person <laughs> all. I, 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 hate, I hate flying in general. I think uh, I know it's it's like a it's a very quick way. You know, obviously, I, 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 you know, it's part of my job. But like, I just think flying is just the. Oh God worst. damn it! It was him just having a shit flight too. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I just well, finished yeah. reading the paragraph. Well, inspired well, he, by he a was true flying story. from That's Denver to means. Chicago. Did he have <laughs> a, <laughs> did he have a talkative, annoying? Uh, that's yeah, just a misadventure yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's, that's just, what there's a difference between so, inspired by a true story and based yeah. on a true story. Yeah, but, but here's what I liked about that is that it was he looked at this probably annoying person that he encountered on his trip and like found the humanity in the guy. Spun spun yeah. them into a so good. I, I like that. He made himself him. the yeah. asshole. I, I, yeah. I imagine it's <laughs> kind of like one of those things where you're thinking like, man, I'm really annoyed by this person. Like, but what is making them think this is the correct? This is you know okay right. behavior. You know, right. their one's got a different way. Or they or what if he yeah. was? What if he was the annoying guy and he had somebody snap on him? <laughs> oh, and he's like, oh, put himself be. in those shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, better call Saul's Michael McKean makes a brief appearance. Who the fuck is that? Hmm. I don't know. I never watched. I was hoping you all watch Better Call Saul because I never tough, watched. Oh, I'll bet he was though. Mike, because uh, I don't. The, Michael the McKean as Jimmy McKean, yeah, ill-fated you know. brother Chuck. Walter. See, the, the the big cameo in this for me is Kevin Bacon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I that yeah, having a very. I, I forgot he was in this movie. I totally forgot he was. <laughs> too. Oh, I think Michael McKean was the the guy who pulled him over. The cop pulled him over. Who? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, he had a longer scene than Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Bacon he didn't have a line. He didn't have any dialogue. Uh, he just, Bacon never lied. Yeah, but Bacon, he just... I think he's better call Saul's You friend. can use him as like a sinister, asshole looking character with no lines I've works. always thought, outside of Tremors, I've never liked him as the good guy or anything. Outside of Tremors. Stir of Echoes was pretty good. Yeah. He just has a face. His face just... He looks like a... <laughs> He just looks like a bad guy. I don't know. He, he looks, does he have looks, a bad guy face. He looks just like a. He looks arrogant and douchey just from his, his face. But well, we've got the men's opinion. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like you could. I feel like you could pluck Eric, Kevin Bacon from like a nineteen uh, fifties greaser mm-hmm. film or era, and like it would be fine. Like I definitely feel like Kevin Bacon gives off the vibe of the bad boy, but I loved his little cameo in there because I believed him one hundred percent. I'm like, ew, oh, that's yeah, somebody going home for the holidays. That. I don't give a fuck about you, right? Like, I wonder how the rest of his trip went. Probably better than this. <laughs> wait, wait for the sequel. Yeah. All right, Eric, oh, him with don't the, even hit him with the runtime. Okay, runtime of ninety two minutes. The original cut was almost four hours. Jesus Christ! I want to watch that. Ooh. I'm not sure. Hang on. <laughs> we're calling out. We're shouting out the editor then, because good fucking job. <laughs> you know, well, I, I imagine Paul Hirsch. It was a 145 page script. I, I, wow. I, I guarantee there's a lot of stuff in that first night <laughs> that they stay in the hotel together. There's a lot of stuff they cut. Cause there's things they mentioned, like you know the beer exploding, them mm. getting pizza, mm-hmm. and all this that you don't see. But they just mention like. 
the beer thing. I'm, I'm thinking like, why didn't they show that? But it's probably so minuscule, you know. At the, yeah, the beer exploding. I also read that one of the big things got cut at the end was um, a subplot where Steve Martin's wife suspects this all being a ruse and him cheating. I knew it. You Which, could tell by her reaction. That, first call. Uh, first call from Wisconsin. Uh, that first call and, and her reaction when he comes home. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you really were with a guy. This guy just whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That, that, that first yeah, call yeah. from Kansas where he calls that. and tells her like I'm stuck in Kansas, and she's like, "You're flying to Chicago now. You're in Kansas. What, what's going on?" Like, huh. yeah, I can see that being yeah, it'd be a so apparently, apparently there was a subplot where the whole time she's you know thinking he's you know running around on her. Huh. I'm yeah. glad that got cut because if they had added that into the film, it would have really taken away from like the parallel between yeah, his exactly. Life. So have you ever heard? Without saying it right off, have you heard any other names that could have been instead of Steve Martin and John Candy? No. Ooh. I would say uh, Murray and Aykroyd. No. But that, that would be interesting. Oh, I think Dan Aykroyd plays a great sympathetic guy. Yeah. Imagine the film this way if it was Tom Hanks and John Travolta. <laughs> Whoa. I, 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 I wonder which way, because I can see Tom Hanks. You know, Tom Hanks is very wholesome, but I don't like John Travolta at all. I think like, John I think John Travolta could like any of his stuff. I like him in Face Off. That's I like it. him in Phenomenon. I like him yeah. in Face Off, yeah. and that is mm-hmm. it. I like it him is, in Grease. It's hard yeah. to imagine the film with those two characters because you all were talking about how they had um, never really played on the fact that. Uh, Candy was a larger man, but right. I thought the juxtaposition of him next to a very skinny, oh yeah, masculine, yeah, it helped. It, yeah, it helped yeah. with the, the division between. Like, could you imagine sure. if both of the men were hunky? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because definitely in the eighties, yeah. both John Travolta and Tom Hanks were like. Hunky I think. Guys. Yeah, I, think I think you'd have it, to dumb down some of the comedy and play it slightly more serious with those two. Right. Yeah. It's almost like Tom Hanks would have to be like Steve Martin's character, just because of the wackiness of it. You See, know. Right. I think. I think at that time period, you could probably get away with Steve Mar- with Tom Hanks being the Steve Martin business guy, but you'd have to make John Travolta something kind of like. Biker, rougher guy, like yeah. I still see him fitting the 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 sad family yeah, guy which, selling shower curtain. Right? Yeah, which, I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't feel sympathetic for John Ford if I wanted to. I, I, I don't think he. Uh, I just don't think he's, he's uh, not a good actor. I don't think he could pull that off. <gasps> yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he's he a good actor. Outside of uh, Face Off, and I like Broken Arrow because of how bad it is. <gasps> I'll give you this: he doesn't have a lot of versatility. He does not. Listen. But that's also why he hasn't done like a million and five movies. So, as well. it, it, like, he's oh, he's somebody he's that understands. He's done a million and five movies. He's you haven't heard of a million of them. Oh. <laughs> so they were wanting to set up where John Travolta was one selling shower curtain rings. Oh, oh no, I cannot, that no. would not have worked. I feel like you would have had to make Travolta really sloppy for that. I love John Travolta. Can he do wrong? Yes, but like I, I love it. I love him. I'm gonna cut in with some terrible news. Apparently, in August of 2020, don't shh. I already know where you're going. A remake was reportedly (laughs) in development with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. That's definitely that's that's probably that was probably that was pre slap. We don't need a remake to this. Who see, I feel feel like this movie will eventually inevitably get remade because I think there's a yeah, I'm not saying it's a great opportunity, but I feel like there's an opportunity to make the same movie. But, you know, because everything's going to be bigger now to make it a, a, a globe hopping movie where you're not just traveling from Chicago or from New York to Chicago. It's, you know, from China back to China Chicago. to Ohio, you know, from China to New York, some shit, you know, it's something like that. Like it, it would be bigger and grander. But know, in, that, in scope, I feel, I'm saying better, no. But I say that would definitely be the direction it would go in. I was right? gonna say uh, that if you're gonna do something like that, why not go after like um, around the world in 180 days? Like that's yeah, that could know. be one as well. But I, I feel like I feel like if they're already at, at one point, we're considering a remake. There's definitely 
Yeah, it's definitely something. Yeah. Everything gets remade now. I know. Like okay, Mike just shared today that fucking half baked getting a remake. Who, oh yeah, uh, well, who they're getting a sequel. That? I think. Yeah, who needs? Who asked for that? Princess Bride's getting a remake. <sighs> no. no, no, it's not. Don't it's mess not. with perfection. Hmm. Princess no, Bride's getting remade. Probably. Yeah, I heard it was getting remade. Oh. Wait, who's who's going to be the actors? Do the name? I do not know. We're going to revisit it. It doesn't matter. We're going to write a letter to all. Chris Pratt probably being it. A very strongly worded letter. A very strongly worded letter. You know, I agree. On this next one, I agree with Steve Martin. Uh, Dylan Baker, who plays like the motel's son guy, the guy, the spitter and all that. Yeah, Yeah. the redneck. Disgusted Steve Martin. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I I get it, Steve. That was pretty To go off on a parallel, if you had to remake Planes, Trains, who would you cast? Who would be your two leads? I would have just, I I think. Modern, modern. I think Day kind of did fine with a, a spiritual kind of remake. I mean, it's not exactly a remake, but. They I think they're casting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, you know, Robert Downey Jr. in a, uh, fuck, what's Galifianakis. Yeah, Galifianakis. And that, like, two-year Spain where he was, like, relevant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that was a, a fine, I mean, was it as good? No. After seeing this first time, was it as good? No. But I think it was a good spiritual remake. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I think it'd be easy to cast Steve Martin's role in the, in today's age, but I think it'd be really hard to cast John Candy's role. Yeah. It'd be super hard to do it. It would be The Rock if someone did, redid oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't, I, I will watch. The Rock cannot make a bad movie. It's I was like, he cannot make a bad movie. <laughs> I've never seen a bad movie with The Rock. Never will. You can't change my mind. He cannot. That man is impervious to flops. Did you see Tooth Fairy? Still a pretty good movie. Okay. I like the game plan. That was fun. Game the plan game was good. The game plan is a classic. I love He is. Plan. He is the, the best thing the DC Universe has. Henry Cavill, of course, now. Yeah, I was just saying. Now he's back. Now he's back. He now he's back. Is. Don't but, 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 but prior to Henry Cavill, The Rock was the best thing that ever happened in DC. I, w- I would s- and I cannot wait for that's only Henry Cavill is the only uh them bring him back as Superman is the only thing that can rival The Rock in like a, a big DC like blow off movie. I don't think that's the, the only actor I could well, well, will be because they're that yeah, Henry Cavill is leading. Well, as far as like you know, with the Rock's character, Black Adam being like the the new like villain of the mm-hmm. DCU, there's not who else would you have had as being like the big you know, big hero to to face him in like a big blow off movie. Yeah, it's Henry Cavill. If they were remake it, like you said, like make it more global, I could see him throwing The Rock and Kevin Hart into it. Honestly, that's what I, they, I, I that's what they would Kevin do. Hart. I cannot stand Kevin Hart. That's what but the Rock. The Rock. I won't watch. I, I will. I will not not watch anything he's in. <laughs> like, <that way. laughs> you watch all the Fast and Furious. <laughs> I well, the ones he's in. Yeah, I've, I've I've missed a big part of the story, but I've seen the ones he's in. All right, so I'll run. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of things. Let me run through some more of this. Family. List. There's only yeah, eight. Family. <laughs> family. <laughs> Uh, Elton John wrote a song for the movie. Yay. Huh. The sets might look familiar. That's where we got the uh, the same house from Home Alone. Yep. Mm. So that as soon as I seen it, I was like, that's the fucking house from Home Alone. I, I, I had my suspicions. That was definitely the, the same one. That Did, house was for sale a few years ago. Yeah. It was big oh, cool. news when I was I think you can, is it on like the Airbnb experiences now? Uh, the what? Cool. The, the McAllister house. The McAllister house. Oh yeah, you can like Airbnb yeah. Yeah. Know, or something the, like that. Yeah, that. yeah, because I, I know the Scream House got put on there. There's a few other big houses, that got, right? Because Airbnb did that thing last year where they, you know, contracted all these like famous movie houses for the Airbnb experiences. Ooh, and cool. that is why I love Airbnb. It's oh a good gosh. idea. Set up traps for the Home Alone one for your guests. <laughs> <laughs> traps that would kill them. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> drop bricks on them and trip wires. Paint can to the face yeah. when you're going up the stairs. How many like, the real experience? Make this? How many days do you think it took to film it? I don't Seven. have that. Hmm. Seven. <laughs> I'm going with seven, seven days. days. You're in a car. You have like uh, longer than seven days. <laughs> I would go with two and a half months. 
I'm saying in the, eight, in the eighties. Uh, they're shooting reel to reel. I'm saying six months. Yeah, probably like six, six to eight months, something like that. Took uh, eighty-five days, so Deidre was pretty close. Ooh. What'd you Ooh. say? I'm kidding. Ass at months. this game. Two and a half months. Uh, She's off yeah. by a week. But Puff, that's what, <laughs> what I'm thinking is like they had a four hour cut. <laughs> like, oh, I know. So it, it was mostly filmed in New York. They stayed in New York, um, except for the uh, a couple scenes shot in uh, Illinois where they shot like the motel and right. then also the you know the big finale at the uh, the McAllister house is in Chicago. They were paying mm. by the hour. They were like, we're getting this done. <laughs> John Hughes Universe stuff, uh, Del Griffith, and John Bender are neighbors. John Bender from uh, The Breakfast Club. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. <laughs> Interesting. Is the, um, so Del, Del Griffith, Griffith and him are neighbors. Well, how, Del how does that work? House? He doesn't have a home. I don't know. Maybe they Eight were before ago. he died. Mm-hmm. His wife died, maybe? Oh. Eight years, yeah. All right, y'all talk. I'll read the paragraph. I'll give you a summary. Go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, So I'm, I'm assuming the reason Del... Dale is like so successful is because he's homeless. He just like on the grind twenty four seven. It sounds like he just yeah. He always knows people in different places. He's yeah, clearly he just, he's, a, yeah. he's a motel. I, I know a lot. Like at the office, there's like a few guys we have work for us. And that's like their like thing. They're just like road warriors. Like some people like that kind of thing. They like just being yeah. 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 Was he successful though? I mean, it says in the movie he had like two hundred and sixty three dollars in his he, wallet. I, he's probably just like I bet he's well. He's only selling shower curtains. He's probably making it. I guess. How su- that might be successful in shower curtain sales. <laughs> <laughs> he had enough to have like two hundred. Yeah, yeah you, you bring home like three hundred bucks a week. You're like, I'm doing pretty damn good as far as shower curtains go. He was playing uh, hotel what, rates si- every day. Yeah, sixty cent per unit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he made all them. Like, he didn't get. Didn't he get like his room pretty much free in like the first motel? And yep. Yeah, so yeah. He, he has knew, all these like, contacts. Everyone all over. Well, I mean, that and the, they show you he's a really good salesman too. He starts selling them as. Earrings. earrings to women. Yeah, to, yeah like, he's a good liar. He's a really like he can shoot the shit. And like that's 90% of the game because anyone can sell anything. It's who you sell it to that matters. Right. Uh, it's just from John Ken, uh John Hughes Candy. Just, uh John Hughes mouth is up. He just basically like Johns. Yeah, too many Johns. Uh Del Griffith uh lives two doors down from John Bender and Ferris Ferris Bueller knew Samantha Baker from 16 Candles. Hmm. That's just and, and there's, a, there's a fake town he too that a lot uh, of John Hughes stuff. Sure, I just read that. Six or seven. Sherman, uh, Shermer, yes. Illinois. Yeah, because Jay and Because that's Bob why it's called the Shermer verse instead yeah. of the John Hughes. You know, is Shermer verse. Shermer verse. Wait, is it nine degrees? How many degrees is it when everyone's six. connected? Everyone. Six. Ah. six. Six degrees from Kevin Bacon. That's the. Uh, there's a website for the that. Meme. Yeah, Oracle <laughs> Bacon. Yeah, you can go there and you can find out any actor how many degrees they are from Kevin Bacon. We did of Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Just, just, just think. Just think. Now we're. One degree away from that from Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Will be. So we're 30 minutes into this. We want to go through the film now. <laughs> I, think, I think we're doing a pretty good job. We just, just shooting a shit about it. I mean, we, I mean, we can recap it. It's really not a complicated story, right? You have. Well, there uh, we Dale. go. Eric gave us the plot for Things Killing 3. Give us the plot for this one. Yeah. Well, here. Uh, ben, oh, ben wants this yeah, one. I don't give a shit. Go, Ben. You'll do it better justice than I will. Well, we have. Uh, what's his name? Neil. Griffith. No. no, it's Dale Griffith, Dale Griffith and Neil Page. Neil Page. Neil so Page. we have Neil Page, who's a big time like advertisement guy for New York, and he's trying to get home from any confirmation that he works with Ferris Bueller's dad. Well, yeah, that's right. No, I, standing I mean, might as well. They're going. They're both going to Chicago. They are both he's going like, to Chicago. He's yeah. Like, why don't you just try the eight o'clock? So, like, we, I, I do we know I what Ferris Bueller's dad did for a living? 
Because he was just similar kind of whatever job that he was doing. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, was, that he was, was successful. Just a, he was a successful. Yeah, they were just like a marketing agent. Marketing white business yeah. guy. So, I mean, he's yeah, a white business guy. He's the type of guy that dives out the window at, you know, once they reach <laughs> yep. like 55. Exactly. During a crash. Yeah. Yep. But well, Neil's yeah. trying to get home for Thanksgiving. He has a bunch of shit luck. And then he runs into Dale Griffith on a plane who is played by expertly by John Candy, who I think right walks a really nice tightrope between being annoying but sympathetic and Steve Martin. I do think he, most of the time, there's a few times where I think he gets a little unreasonable, but for the most part, I think he plays a good line of being understandable, but also a dick. Mm -hmm. Like you get yeah. why he's angry. He just takes his anger to an 11. Like what? he's, I don't think he's ever angry for no reason. One of the things I thought was kind of odd, my, it's, Probably not a popular opinion, but like I felt like the little blow up in the motel, I felt like it was too early. Yeah, I, I felt like it's too early in the story. I yeah, like, I felt like it was a weird, like it should have been a turning point, but I it's like it's like really right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that should be like that's like your kind of like second act, you know, yeah, transition to your third act kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did get that scene from John Candy, but it's like, man, that is pretty early on into the film. That's oh yeah, great, great scene. Yeah, I, I yeah. just feel like it was too early because it was only in the first act when that happens. I feel like it should have been. Our transition from two to three. And I wonder if yeah. that was a result of them cutting yeah, down the Yeah, four film. hours. Yeah. That's, that's what I wonder, too, because I wonder if that plays more to what you were saying earlier, Ty, with um, how there might be more to that motel room scene than mm. what we actually got to see. And I think that, because I agree, I, I really think, like, it was a bit too much too soon. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like if we had gotten a little bit more from that supposedly original motel room scene it would have made it flow right a little better like it wouldn't just seem so wonky you know right. it's very uncomfortable to watch mm. it oh, is. Yeah. it's he's very like uncomfortable tearing that guy down and he's only known him a couple hours mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> he even let him pay for the room yeah i don't get why john candy's character liked him though talking to his dead wife he's like i i met a nice guy i really enjoy hanging out with and yeah <laughs> like what have you enjoyed like, what have you enjoyed about being like tore down at every second you know just being you know, beat down. Like, what, I don't know. It was well, kind of weird, but that, he is just a lonely guy. He he's is just interacting but, with him. He's but just happy even to be through all of that, Steve Martin still keep. So by the time that he's sitting in the car and he says, "I really enjoy this," his company, the dude has yelled at him, tore him down, but still stayed with him in the hotel room. They've separated on the train, and Steve Martin still keeps coming back to help him carry his luggage. Like this is probably the first guy that Dale has carried on a conversation with. More than once for the first time in months. Yeah, that was about not, shower curtains. Yeah, where he's not selling shower right. curtains. Right. Yeah. And as far as that one scene being too early, I do think it probably is. However, to me, it doesn't seem that far out of place because I do think there is something to be said for the most likely time for you to take a chunk out of somebody as viciously as Steve did in that scene is when it's early on, you don't know anything about this True. person. All you have is True. them pissing you off the whole time. Yeah. It's a lot easier to tear somebody down that viciously if they're just this thing. The more yeah. time you spend with somebody and get to know them, the harder that becomes. Right. That's a good point. Theoretically. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get that, yeah. It, it, just, it so, just always felt out of place. It yeah. does. It is, a, it is a little early, but I don't think it's inconceivable. Yeah, and I, it does just feel like a poignant... It feels like a big turning point, like, like Eric said. It feels like a turning point. Yeah, it came in a little early. I think... I wouldn't say it's out of character though and i don't think anyone did say that because no, he's been willing to take chunks out of people's that but it what it, i think what it was is like it felt like that point in the plot where there's that falling out between characters yeah right before you know they rally back together and you know it had those feels to it 
So that might have been what gave it that early feeling. Yeah, but this movie yeah. never has that scene where they really no. fall out. There's like that weird scene in the diner where, you know, right before they, you know, part ways to go, you know, before Steve Martin goes to get his rental car. Yeah, but it's not really a falling out. No, like it's way. more of like, right. a, you know, hey, we got to separate. And, you know, John Candy obviously doesn't want to break apart. and But no, it doesn't doesn't have that that scene. But I, I feel the, like that was supposed to be that. But it's, yeah, it, it, again, but it's, it's such a good scene, though. It's, it's like a it. great scene. That's yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think by any means they should have cut it by any means. But no, just fell a little out of place to me. DJ, what was your le- three least favorite things of this film? Hmm. Okay, good question. I think that they could have probably alluded more to the wife. There is like a really touching uh, comment where he's like, love doesn't describe it. But when you see that recap at the end of the movie and he's putting together the pieces of the wife's dead, yeah. you get like three scenes, three little comments that are kind of vague. Yeah, they could yeah. give us more about the wife. Yes. I get behind I that. I do think that was probably suffered from the cuts. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the movie, you see that really touching scene where the wife's crying because they're in each other's arms again. But right. like... The conversations with her over the phone were really bare and barely there. And I guess they love each other because they have three kids. I didn't yeah. feel much. <laughs> yeah. Love you so much. You finally made it. You yeah. Know? And I guess to your point, too, I don't remember. Like, he was in contact for most of the time, like let her know what was going on. So it's like she was just happy to see him, I guess. It wasn't like this big thing where like, yeah, they know, made I, I didn't think you were making it home. I didn't think whatever seat, you know, it wasn't anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they did but. make it a bigger moment than what we got from that cut of the film. Yeah. Right. You know, just loves his wife, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder if there's like some like Criterion Collection Edition S or some kind of. I mean, shout now that I know maybe. there was a four hour cut at some point, like. Let's look and see if Shout Factory does a lot of that kind of stuff. Look and see. Or Criterion Collection, maybe. What's your third thing? To be honest, the kid's haircut. Oh, <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, man. Ooh, grabbing the bowl cut. It was just <laughs> so bad. My mom used to have a bowl cut. She gonna hear this and be like, Bailey! Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> awesome! <laughs> For those of you that can't see what just happened, we all got Deidre just spewed all over we all everyone. Yes, spewed on, <laughs> and it was a well deserved. That was a, that was. If you're ever gonna spit your drink out for a laugh, it's for something like that. That was great. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry, for your service. <laughs> I am a, a good meat shield. Jerry's a good meat shield. You're an excellent. And Deidre was never invited back again. <laughs> I never am. Uh, uh, All right, Jerry, what's your three least favorites? All right. Well, first I'm going to go with that kid's haircut, too, because it just got me a shower. <laughs> I was expecting. <laughs> I it, it caused a bigger problem. <laughs> I didn't know I hated it until this moment. I didn't but know that it was that bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the scene where he had soap in his eyes because... I had soap in my eyes before, and that yeah. just, <laughs> it just built anxiety it, in you. It, just made, it, it made me feel it again, and I hated it. What about the socks in the sink and a moment in our space? Oh. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the wiping his face with the underwear and stuff. Oh my yeah. god, that was uh. pretty good. And then your third thing, and the third thing I didn't like was I hate Tyler breathing to his microphone so heavily right now. <laughs> it's like. <sighs> Probably. Just right in my ear. It's <laughs> you. Back his haircut. I've been paying attention around before I called out who it was. I was like, let me see who it is before I just say, go on. Yeah, it's probably that kid's haircut because it got me that shower that oh. I didn't want. <laughs> just, oh. I'll, I'll double. Time, I'm gonna double man. down on double that. Double down, down on double that. Down. Yeah. What you got, Ben? Man, I don't. Do you need time for this? Uh, um. It's not a lot Man, to hate. I, three things that I don't. We can give you more time. We can go to Bailey. I don't even know that's necessarily the problem. I don't have a third one yet. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you go. We'll, we'll circle back. Right, we'll that's circle that's back. a hard one too. It's really hard to pick out things you don't like. I guess if I had to say anything, 
You know, obviously there's like things you don't like in the situation. But, I mean, like things you actually don't like about the movie is hard. Yeah, like, that's you know, my. Yeah. yeah, I don't have it's things like, that I'm like, sure, oh, I, I wish they, they hadn't know, done all that. This craziness, but no, I mean, it's, it's um, well put together. Like I said, I, I think there's some stuff missing. I don't like. Like I think that the reunion between him and his wife felt a lot like they showed a lot more than what it felt like it should have been. Right. I mean, it didn't really seem like it deserved that big pomp and circumstance of like you're finally home. Like it's like he. Uh, yeah, from what I understood from the movie, he was pretty consistent on letting her know like what was going on. Right. So I don't think it was like this, you know, she had no idea she was losing sleep. I mean, she was pretty aware of what was going on. I felt like I think that they should have probably if they were going to go that route, there maybe should have been a little more shown of like doubt and like her belief in him. I think that there needed to be more hints and clues dropped about John Candy's wife. Because I do feel like even when they was like showing the recap, it's like I don't really know like where he came from that like there's like like Deidre said like there's like three or four lines like, yeah where, but I don't know it should have been but no, also also like, you don't want them to start feeding it to the audience either well it got fed to us but it didn't get fed to uh, Steve Martin's character like when he was out in the car talking to his wife yeah that's when it got fed to yeah, us yeah yeah exactly but as far as like Steve Martin like getting that I don't feel like there was that much to it um I mean I think like I said that that one scene I felt like it was just a little too early in the movie that's the only things I can come up with yeah. I don't like what movie see on the one with, with him what I with this if you weren't going to add any more scenes and you weren't you just had the cut of the film that you had what I would have done with with Steve kind of realizing that his wife was dead what I would have done is Every time he remembers something, I would have had him, I would have then cut back to that flash of him saying, I haven't been home in years. And then I would have showed another scene, like the one where he said, like, at the very least, we have our wives in it, that John, that look on John Candy's face. And then I would have cut back to that scene where he said, I haven't been home in years, where it's like that one line, I haven't been home in years, just keeps hitting him over and over again until he gets it. True. And that way you could have, you, you probably could have fixed it that way but yeah it is because they yeah. a bunch i'd say and that, that, that line should definitely stuck out because that's kind of a weird thing to say like i haven't been home and it's not like i haven't been home in weeks or months like i haven't been home in years, years. That's, that's kind of like a weird <laughs> thing to say but yeah those are my three things just three. like the it's a good kind of storytelling things what do you got eric did you did you dig any out it's just any that haven't it. been said yeah really let's see uh i didn't like when john candy was sitting out in his car there was a little piece of snowflake on the corner of his lip yeah. while he was talking to his <laughs> wife and that was driving me yeah driving me a little nuts i guess i didn't like uh how stressful those situations that's this is really a compliment to the movie i'm just spinning it i didn't like how stressful some of the situations they were in were because of how relatable that shit was so there i've cheated once and i'm about to cheat again i didn't like the credits because it meant the great movie was over <laughs> He took the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Man, so I feel like the back of my coat somewhere in the tail region just got heavier. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's a completely <laughs> original idea. Don't see uh don't see Thanks Killing Three at this well, time stamp. Don't worry, nobody is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe I just missed it, but did we ever what's Kevin Bacon's character? Nope. That's He's it. He's just a dick on the road. So just, just some random see, I wish there's just a guy. If, just weak and a nod. Right, yeah. So I that's something I don't like. Like, yeah, just weird rivalry in this moment, sure. But like, they could also play that more throughout the whole film. There's for some reason he keeps seeing this guy. There's always these weird. Okay, that would have been that kind of New funny. York state yeah. of mind. You, know? you could have, yeah. You could have had him be like a rival guy that's in the on, in yeah. the meeting with. Yeah, him. just something. I would. 
Yeah. I, would, I would have appreciated something more. I mean, it was still a funny moment. I mean, it still worked for what it was. Ooh. Imagine if he was like the movie's villain. Yeah. Yeah, just something. <laughs> just kept like, running into him by chance. Right. I just, just, I just like you would have with Candy. Yeah. But I guess it was just meant to be a cameo or something. Right. But like, yeah. I wish I could have got something more like, why? Where was, just, where was Bacon at in this point? It's crazy. Was he he done Footloose already? Yeah. Yeah, Had definitely was. Footloose. So, he was, so it was just like a cameo. Tremors like, came out in 90. 90. So it's still before then. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, what, I mean, Footloose is the only thing. He's got the Tremors of. haircut, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's coming yeah. right up on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what he's in. At the, but I wish I got something he definitely more. definitely did Footloose. So he was established. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He was, definitely he was a, a sex yeah. symbol at this point. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a cameo. So yeah. I wish I got something more out of that character. I didn't like, just for the consistency of it, when he got finished in the shower and then came out and seen the mess of everything. Yeah, like, that was you, weird. You yeah. see that coming into yeah. the shower. Yeah, it didn't show like he was in the shower and. John Candy was outside right. doing stuff. So that no. I wonder if there was a scene like that that was cut where he's it in the shower been. and John's right. like, "Hey, I want I need to come in." He's like, "No, don't." But because he's behind the curtain, like there's nothing you can do. And like maybe he was blinded like, by the soap. Right, like maybe he was the cause of why the water went off or something. Oh, yeah. like yeah. flushing the toilet or something. Yeah, just something. So that yeah. was that was weird to me. Turning on the sink. Turning on the sink. Yeah, so I didn't like that. Yeah. Um I will have to dig for a third thing though. I know those you are have the two to get that so jumped nitpicky. out. Those were the two that really like I, you, really, you really do have to nitpick. Yeah, yeah. I, fe- I felt like I missed something with the Kevin Bacon character. Is all. I was like, what did I miss? Yeah. Like, probably did. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we a did. Four hour cut of this fucking thing. Yeah, so I, we probably it's, did. It's one of those ones where it's like all your questions are probably answered. Yeah, and so that bothered me. And then there's <laughs> a uh, uh, 4K on pre order right now that has uh, it's the extended. Bleated with over an hour of never before seen footage. Ooh, Ooh. it's on a pre order. Comes out the twenty second of this month. Ooh, I watched, but we don't have a four K. And then it's it's like it's Blu Ray. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And then just based on like the whole film as a whole, I felt it just out of place that he punched John Candy. I just found that yeah. weird that he punched him. I don't know why, because there's the nothing mood. else kind of like that in the film. I mean, I get that was like a breaking point moment. <laughs> I but was going to say that made but, sense to me. <laughs> but it's just weird. It's like, just, I don't know. It just felt weird that he punched him. <laughs> I don't know why. It just felt out of character of the rest of the film for some reason. Because he's usually verbally abusive, not Yeah, physically. it's like nothing to show that he's a physical yeah. guy at all. Just mm-hmm. In this moment, he just punches John Candy right in the stomach yeah. and gets instant karma for it. But. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Just went right over the trunk. And again, th- th- we're getting nitpicky because, I mean... You gotta, yeah. If you're going yeah, nothing to the story itself. Just like those weird things like yeah. that just kind of... Okay, I'll Next give bit. one, it, and I'll have to just copy somebody else. It's the, the reaction with the wife. Yeah, it was kind of um, weird. I don't fucking know. I have two. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, why wouldn't you look? Like, why why, why did you walk into the shower and not see all of that? Like, why? And second of all, why did you not look in the sink before you started it and started washing your face? I thought about that too. I know, right? You, I have right? never not, not looked in the sink before I have started washing my face. It's not because I think something weird is going to be in there. It's because I want my sink to be clean when I start washing my face. Well, yeah, people spit in it. Why would you get the water out of the sink anyway like that? You just cup your hands I don't even the faucet, get the you know? water yeah. out of like the bowl of the sink. I get it directly from the right. faucet. Yeah. That way like it's a, not even touching like the bowl. Person. I feel yeah. like that was the parts that were cut where you were like, this, this like, is what are you doing? For a reason. Like, no <laughs> one has ever shown you how to clean your face before, sir. Yeah, I feel like that was just stupidity on the sake of comedy. You know, yeah, just, right. Yeah, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, suspend your disbelief for the for the bit. Yeah, in those whitey tighties. Yeah. Oh my god, face was awful. That was Ugh. terrible. Was I think terrible. no. I think the sock water was worse than the whitey tighties for me. At least, the, uh, at least 
least the tidy whities were clean. The tidy whities were clean. I guess. Okay, we're we're assuming they're cleaned. Let's okay. go. They're hanging up. I'll, I'll go with it. They're hanging up and they're dry. So you're I'm right. Oh, yeah, thank God. Because he was also okay. cleaning his socks in a way. You're right. Sock water is worse than you're right. Yeah. yeah I'll take it. You're right. Um, the second, second thing? thing is when he's trying to get the cab from the lawyer and the lawyer's like, clearly anyone willing to pay 50 will pay 55. At that point, I would have been out. I would have been like, listen, sir, you're either going to get $50 for this cab and have an extra $50 in your pocket or you're going to leave with nothing. But then again, that might just be the businesswoman in me. That's like, if we're negotiating, we're negotiating. But also, <laughs> like, but also like to a lawyer, $50 ain't shit. <laughs> it ain't shit. He's no. just doing this for a power trip at this point. Exactly what that is. Yeah. Capitalize on somebody else's desperateness. And yeah. you can tell that he's sli- sleazy anyway because he calls him a thief and he has absolutely no problem with that. He says, close, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I'm an attorney. But yeah, those are my two. Sorry I made you dig for those. <laughs> I Yeah, I had to get the shovel out so, and everything. Man. So something slightly easier, Deidre, your three favorite things. Uh, in any good movie, especially the great ones, I always look for my favorite quote. And if it's quotable, it's something I'm going to keep with me. So I love the sentence, uh, love isn't a strong enough word. Describe Aww. what I feel for that woman. That is so fucking catchy. <laughs> and he, and that's he when deli- you know she's dead. He delivers it really well. Right? Yeah. He just looks at him and he, it's not. And you believe him yeah. by every inch of it. It's that moment when you're like, oh, no. Yeah, she's definitely gone because that's touching as hell. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I like the switch, the kind of a duality between it. Because at the beginning, you're like, uh, obviously, Candy's an asshole. He stole a cab. He knew it. He's on the plane. He's being annoying. We've all been there. We've done that. We know those people are just constantly annoying and oblivious to it. And they're just dicks. And then it slowly becomes apparent that, no, Candy has constantly been this positive, motivating, kind, go out of his way to help a stranger no matter what, even on the holidays, fella that everything that's happened is just like flukes and really bad luck. And it's all a shift in the personality. I, I really like the fact that you slowly come to realize that um, the main character is actually the asshole because he's just constantly throwing it back in this nice fellow's face. A flawed hero. You yeah. have those. Yeah. Candy is definitely the hero of the film. I love him. <laughs> and let's see. Last thing that I really like about the movie. Hmm. That's hard. Okay. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, hard, to, it's hard to singling to out one, one more yeah. thing. Yeah, because you're trying to pick like your favorites. Uh, I like that after the unprofessional as she was, and I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, she no, to yeah. do eyeshadow. Well, she goes, you're fucked. Yes. <laughs> Someone yeah. had said, fuck you, oh, yeah, no. 19 times, and I could throw it she back. She was down. happy to say that. She's like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you're fucked. Anyone <laughs> who's worked in retail or sales oh, yeah. or dealing with the people knows how good that feeling feels. Right. And, see, mm. and I think that's what's clever is you understand why he's upset, and he has a legitimate reason to be pretty tiffed, but he way, way overshoots. Yep. Way overshoots. Massively overshoots. So, yeah, that's a good three. It's a good three. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, solid three. What you got, Jerry? Oh. Don't fuck this up. Hey. <laughs> uh, you get You're one in a chance. sticky situation. Back to that scene where he first like is blowing up on him in the hotel room when it goes to John Candy re- retorting to him and the music starts to swell. It really like enhances the oh, emotion yeah. of that scene. You're it's right. just like, well, I like me. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then that music starts to like, go boom, like, boom, damn it. it gets louder and louder. And I thought that was a cool part, right? They built that moment so well. I um, agree. I really like that scene where they're in the the car and he's like trapped to the <gasps> trapped to the seat, and he's yeah. like, oh, "That's so talented." <laughs> that was so great. That <laughs> it's just the hilarity just keeps escalating, and he's just like, 
no, no. <laughs> That's <good. laughs> But he won't wake him up. <laughs> right, he won't wake him up. Just like, stop, I don't want to make him more mad. Just stop the car. I promise keeps... you'll be fine. God, you picked the you picked like my favorite sequence. It's so the good. It was so good. And then uh, the warmness that Steve Martin starts to feel towards him throughout the whole movie. He like is warming up and losing his like edge, and his, his character progression throughout the whole thing is just a comforting thing to watch. It like fills you with that warm feeling. I like how you ended on a touching note. That's cute. Ben. (laughs) So I really, they're all bits, right? They're all moments with these characters because I think that's where this movie really shines. Um, I do like with, I'll give Steve Martin, try to give Steve Martin a shot because the other two are definitely John Candy because I feel like he does the heavy, heavy lifting in this. I really like the scenes where Steve is kind of trying to just be a polite dick where he's like, hey man, I'm not really a conversationalist, so just uh, fuck off, will you? And you can just tell that he's trying to be as polite as he can, which is really not all that polite, really. Yeah. But it's everything that he's got, and it's just like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's wild and tight. And then the other two moments go for John, John Candy, him sitting in the car talking to his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you really get to see what he thinks of himself. And to confirm this, and because John Candy's an amazing actor, the number one scene for me is, Jerry's already mentioned it, but I give no shits. It's the, you want to hurt me? That scene, in my opinion, is the best scene of John Candy's really, really awesome career. And there's a moment there where he says, I like me. But if you watch his face, there's an expression there just for a second where his eyes are sad, and he gives a reaffirming nod, but it's a sideways nod. So he doesn't, it's like he's trying to reassure himself that he does like himself and that what he's saying is true. But in his eyes, you can just see he doesn't believe it. And then when he's sitting out talking to his wife, that reaffirms that he's just like, man, I fuck up literally everything in my life. I think that's something in general, some of our greatest comedic actors, they always can deliver a dramatic scene better yeah. than a lot. I think people. you definitely need that. Yeah. And I'll do an honorable mention just because I want to this the the moment where Neil walks into the train station and John Candy looks up. You can see on his face how depressed he is, but also I think he was sitting there just hoping that maybe he would come back because he yeah, he yeah. has this look of desperation. Yeah, but there's no reason why if he's so like sad and desperate, there's no reason for him to immediately whip to that door unless he was just hoping that Neil would come back. That's what I read yeah. out of that, too. Yeah. And these are just moments that show that John Candy is an actor probably that probably had capabilities well above the roles that he picked. Yeah, because even if you look at something like Cool Runnings, that wasn't really a comedic role. That was just a good role he did. He always had, like, every movie he was in, it was, you know, comedy, but there was always those scenes that John Candy, like, made. This is not a pun at all, but he's an actor that I think always very gently punched way above his weight. Yeah, because even if you think about even just, like, his small part in Home Alone, he still had that moment with the mom and everything, too. So, yeah, he's good at delivering those kind of moments. He is. Very similar to that scene in uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles in the motel. It's a very similar <laughs> kind of scene with uh, Mrs. McAllister and him where he, yep. you know, she gets uh, annoyed at him. He, like, turns around on her. Yep. And so those are, yeah, brilliant, brilliant moments. Yeah. Bailey. Hi. The first one's going to be when John Candy is, like, asleep on <laughs> Neil's shoulder <laughs> on the plane. Why did you 
Oh, and, and, then, and then he um and then like he's like like Neil's kind of looking at both of his shoulders where on one it looks like this old man is getting ready to like keel over. That would actually scare me. Um if an old person fell asleep on my shoulder in so the middle of a plane. Also in Home Alone. He yep. is an yep. old he's, he's the yeah. one that sells the uh Tickets Catherine O'Hare uh, the ticket. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She got all kinds of earrings, dangly ones. Dangly ones, <laughs> bobblings. Yeah, so. um, and when John Candy looks up and says, like, I bet my left testicle we're not landing in oh. wherever it is. Because, like, I just didn't expect that to come out of his mouth. I'm like, oh, John. <laughs> Second one is going to be when they're getting off the train after it breaks down. And um, Neil, come, like, runs up to help um, John uh, Dell with his trunk this heavy ass trunk that has gone everywhere with him that he's just trying to drag across the fucking uneven earth that is there from the train station. Did we ever look yeah. inside that thing? No, I'm, I'm assuming it's everything he owns. That's what I'm assuming too. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, assuming it's all his possession. He has no home, so I'm right. assuming it's just everything he owns is in that trunk. And then the third one is also going to go to the trunk when it flies off the back of the fucking car and just bounces off the road and then is still fully intact by the end of it. Not even broken open. Like, I don't know what kind of trunk he bought, where he bought it, but they must have gotten it from Instructable Trunks are Us because um, that thing has gone through hell and back and still survived. Bailey's favorite character is the trunk. My favorite character is the trunk. It's stylish. It's um, secure. You can it depend is, on it. You, you can mm-hmm. depend on it, and that's what I like in my luggage. What's its name? Bert. Okay. Bert the trunk. <laughs> Tyler. Oh, uh, man. Because it's hard because I don't want to repeat things. So I mean, got, you, your favorite. Yeah, I repeated, yeah, it's like, man. It's like you gotta, I repeated. It's fine. Yeah, I never like gave dig. the role you couldn't repeat. I, just I know. Like it's like, I'm trying, trying to find unique things. You got to kind of dig. I, I I really like the uh, the scene with them in bed together. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your hand? Yeah. Between two pillows. <laughs> Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. If you wonder how his ass feels, now you know. <laughs> yeah, yep. Thank God he didn't smell his hand. <laughs> uh, I like that. I really like the um, guy that picks him up in the truck. The, the the one guy's son. Oh my god! Well, I thought for sure you were gonna say the dude that picked him up by his nuts. No, <laughs> he was making. Did was we I like ever, that? The did noise. they ever say like what that facial tick of his was? I think it's just him clearing his throat. Clearing his throat. It's cold. It's winter. I no. just didn't know. I just I like he gets his wife out. He's like she's had a baby come out sideways. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't scream or nothing. That woman is. She's sturdy. She's Man, tiny, know, but she can lift that. Uh, I like the the scenes with them flying. Uh, there was a really nice shot at one of the airports. You get to see some LA 80 incandescent uh, pappies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's an airplane thing. Okay. <laughs> airplane you thing. wouldn't know. You you wouldn't wouldn't know. You're not in the. It's <laughs> <a> highly technical. <laughs> Both Eric and Michael laughed, and the rest of us were like, "What?" Because I, I knew exactly. It's like I don't know what it is, but I know what he's referencing to as something that we shouldn't get. And yeah, I know some just plain industry. Very now. nice. Very nice looking. Because uh, Tyler's airfield. in that industry now, so be- we be- can very nice uh, Evan airfields. Go, Evan go Probably attest to it. He's probably t- Evan's probably tired of hearing like about airports and plane shit. But at this point, <laughs> it's a fascinating industry. But uh, no, uh, man. Like third thing, uh, Jerry said the the car scene where he's getting his uh, sleeve stuck. Man, that was just comedy gold. That was that scene was hilarious. Seriously, yeah, I love that. Every minute of that. Oh my god, just the whole that- movie. I guess why to say anything? My favorite part of the movie is just the movie itself. I mean, yeah. there's yeah, a scene that nobody's fun. mentioned. I'll be curious if. Eric, if you or Michael bring it up, 
Oh, a particular moment in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, because I kind of, boy, but this is just one of those movies. I'm like, yeah, but that's one of my favorite parts. That's one of my favorite parts. Like, eh. yeah. As you keep thinking about it, like, damn it. Because yeah. I'm going to do some tap dance and I don't know that I'm going to get too specific because there's just a lot of good moments. Did you also enjoy the LA-80 incandescent voltage-powered uh, you, precision did not, yes. you did not. precision approach uh, pathway indicators? Yeah, the incandescent. I did. I don't know if anyone else caught yeah, that. No, I totally caught that. <laughs> hey, Eric, what did you think about the theme of John Candy being the trunk? You know, sturdy, indestructible, but worn and traveled? <laughs> With the, the hidden backstory yeah. hidden yeah. inside. Inside the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin is Jesus Christ it's sending it's him <laughs> through these yeah. No, Steve Martin is not Jesus. trying to beat him up, but he can't break the trunk and then at the exactly. end of the day he's helping him carry himself Did, forward so yeah, how many how many go. days does trip take was it three days <laughs> i think <laughs> it was two did steve martin get home on the third day yeah, yeah. third day he on the third home, day he was resurrected yep. for his family on the th- yep <laughs> that's why his wife was so surprised because like you were dead yeah <laughs> see i've taught you all well you are able to recognize the inner Depths and themes <laughs> of film. All right, let's hear your tap dance in the rear. <laughs> so. Just so you guys know, the references is that there's always a Christ allegory. <laughs> always, yeah, I, always. Yeah, you, you, you get you give Eric an inch, you'll pull a mile out of anything. <laughs> I so. mean, they just Mary in any of grace. <laughs> I mean, I showed you at the beginning, like what the film is supposed to be Wait, about, right? Yeah, I, remember, I don't remember exactly. It's something but, like yeah. you never, you know, you have to be tolerant of people because you never know what they're going through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's really sure. Yeah. Really well. yeah, I don't know if anyone. That's not like a secret. That's, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. So a little tap dancing here instead of picking out one particular out moment, like Mary. just the relationship between those two characters, from the writing to the directing to, of course, the fucking acting. Like all of that was great. It it's was all really well. Yeah. All, all of it came together in, ama- in amazing ways. So just that relationship being depicted in this movie was phenomenal. There was a shot where I went, ooh, that's a cool shot where they're driving oh, in the car. Yeah, yeah the yeah, car's burned up. Something about the way they were, you know, because the car's going along the highway and just something about the way the camera was moving along that car and you're just seeing those, there's a, like, uh, oh, God, those tires and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Or, there's ooh. a similar shot in the, in the um, uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah? yeah. When, when they have the, when he chops down the giant tree and they have it on the car, there's like a similar shot of that where it starts uh, with the head and it goes down. You see how giant this fucking tree is on top of their car. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, yeah. I don't know. Something about that is really like. I'm pretty sure John Hughes produced that movie. Did he? Was it, it was John really Hughes again? Yeah. I'm I wonder sure if he had he the same. I'm going to call out the cinematographer, Donald Peterman, who was the cin- cinematographer for this one. I wonder if he was the same guy because he's actually a pretty invisible cinematographer. Usually you're just, you're in the scene. You're not really thinking about like, oh, this shot is like carrying me through something, you know, which is why that car shot stood out to me. And it's like, he's good at, he's good at letting the story be itself. So I thought he's not distracting with fancy stuff. Right. And third thing, third, there's just a ton of amazing stuff. I really want to say the car scene, but, uh, you know, the ho- the first hotel sequence to leading up to that kind of confrontation between the two of them as things were degrading was pretty funny. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that would annoy the fuck out of me, too. But or getting from there. He's like to- clearing his throat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And he just would never stop moving. And the whole bed is just shaking. And you can just I'm like, I relate too much. Um, call me an asshole. I relate too much with Steve Martin's character from it majority of this movie <laughs> but i don't like that about myself <laughs> i'm self-aware damn I'm too it uptight yeah 
I'm surprised no one's called out the like sound guy for adding in the nice little ball scratching oh, sounds. That's at least oh, 30 oh, seconds. Oh, oh, yeah. Sandpaper. Moisturizer. Yeah, what was going on down there? That was nobody's sandpaper. favorite. I'm just saying. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts was when when they were laying in bed, but not that exact moment, when they get out and they both just, without <gasps> really saying it, they just both start being like manly. Like, ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just, they're like, yeah, how about that game? And just, How about them bears? Yeah, how about them bears? <laughs> just how they both just subconsciously both got there. Like, yeah, we're, we're men, damn it. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. I like the part where... Candy's driving down the wrong part of the highway. There it is. There. Yeah, that oh. was the scene that I was talking where he like pans yes. over and there's skeleton and then he's the devil. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. That was You're great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just really like the confusion between the two cars when they're yelling back and forth. Like it's like you're going the wrong way. Like, how the fuck would they know? Yeah, how would whatever. they know where we're going? Oh, he's drunk. So both of them, that's the thing. Each car is right in their mindset. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck would they know? We're going the right way. They're fucking alcoholics and they're, they're like, they're fucking alcoholics driving down the wrong side of the highway. Like, yes. So just the just the confusion that how they all just thought they were right in that moment. <laughs> just, yeah. That's really good. And there was just no way to communicate <laughs> yeah, you just, between them. There. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Right. That was brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, third thing, I liked um, after Steve Martin gave up the $13 in the watch and, and Candy just like, I have a Casio. Like, <laughs> and he tries to like show it off. Yeah. No, just, yeah. Modeling it. He's getting that he's salesmanship like, going. He's like, I'm going to have to say goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. He gets eaten by a T-Rex later, John. It's fine. Yep, yep. He gets his. So that would probably be my three moments right there. Nice. Nice. Love it. Good moments. I mean, this movie is just fantastic. I mean, it's a good holiday movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, as far as it goes, you don't have like many Thanksgiving movies. It's a weird that's not a very touched upon holiday. Right. Like, that it doesn't I, get I as well. Usually, yeah. if I mean, I think if you're going to make a movie like in this time period, like Christmas is right down the road, why yeah. not aim for the bigger draw? Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've told. told we should make ben a Thanksgiving Hallmark movie. Made in Bulgaria, yeah. a Bulgarian Thanksgiving. There we go. Yeah, yeah. but that's something I, I was talking before we record any of this. Is like why there's more Christmas movies than Thanksgiving movies. It's just because Christmas has more beats about it. Yeah, our true, writing. true. Whereas Thanksgiving is just the the dinner you're trying to get to. I, I feel like you could do the. Cause I know um, my Thanksgiving is usually like hopping around the families. I feel like that'd be a good concept for it, hopping around the the different families. With all a the pocket full of shells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, rally around the family. Yeah, around Never mind. The family. <laughs> No, Bulgarian Christmas. Rich business, uh, uh, American businesswoman moves to Bulgaria and meets a Bulgarian mud farmer. <laughs> Just a small lover. town b- yes, Bulgarian. Yes. There we go. You know what? We're, the next podcast we record, we're about to set a challenge for Tyler not to mention anything about Bulgaria. I, there's there's been a few. I didn't mention any of them. Things killing. It's because he's like, I'm not polluting Bulgaria with this garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't take things killing three to Bulgaria. No siree. I just want people Maybe to know that one. if we ever do anything in Bulgaria and I'm part of it, I have been kidnapped. Let's, yep. let's just do a Hallmark film in Bulgaria. That's what I just one. said. A Bulgarian Christmas. Just I, said, like, don't encourage him. That's just Chris, do you want to just do a good Christmas or you want to do a Hallmark one over there? Well, what's the difference? <laughs> one is I mean, like all the rest and the other is original. They're both pretty good. <laughs> Hallmark different. movies are good. Hallmark is cookie cutter, though. Uh, it's a, if the formula works, sure. why? Was it, uh, it doesn't I, work. Would you I fuck mean, up your chocolate chip a, cookie recipe? No. It's, it's, exactly. It's, it's, why it's you a guaranteed go, money maker. But here's the thing, though. Guaranteed thing. good chocolate Cut chip. Why cookies. are you mad, upset about it? I'm not knocking it. Like I'm not knocking it. All I'm saying is it's just cookie cutter. It's, well, that's, that's why all you. It's why you got. You got to bring something innovative to it. I'll knock it. Those things suck. They're fucking terrible. 
I would. I would is our innovation Bulgaria? Hey, if all chocolate chip cookies are around, I'll still eat every one of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're good <laughs> movies. They're good cozy <laughs> movies. I think we. I think we should do a Hallmark Thanksgiving movie. I don't think that's been done yet. No, we haven't done that yet. No, we haven't. So leave a comment if you support Ty and his uh, Hallmark Thanksgiving venture. Bruce there. is doing them. That I'm not nice above doing them. It. Bruce is doing Hallmark movies now. I'm not above doing them. So. Yeah. Ouch! <laughs> I will do it if you can get Bruce in the Hallmark Thanksgiving video. Well, Eric's gonna ask if he'll be in it when we get a Bruce. Ty, Ty, was Ty. I thought you said you were gonna ask him. That's not what I heard. I think I was. I said it first, and that made it a legal binding verbal contract. That's how this works. Yeah. Oh, that's how you got me involved in this podcast network to begin with. You're right. You can take us there, Ben. Huh? How, what what should we rate this movie as in our next we'll segment? We'll do out of fives. Out, out of fives? fives? Okay. Do you guys want to? Yeah, yeah, we'll do this okay. one out of fives. Okay. All right. So the fives. Five. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I am going to give this uh, four out of five acting manly moments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Mostly because the first... I think for it to be a five for me is like I would watch this any time of year, but it's perfect for the time of year it's meant for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Agreed. a film I would just throw in any time of year, but yeah. for what it is, it is perfect for what it is. So that's why it gets, you know, four and a half. It'll give it the four and a half manly grunts out of, you know, okay. mainly out of five. What do you got, Eric? Five out of five ear kisses from a stranger. Oh, <laughs> oh man, they are strangers. That would be terrifying, very sweet, honestly. Very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. What? Okay. That would be terrifying. Can you imagine Absolutely. just walking down the park? Someone walks up to you. I'll try. I can tomorrow. feel the shivers right now. Yeah. <laughs> just just it out, Mike. yeah, I'll test it out tomorrow. Let you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A call from jail. No, it's a great movie. It's like an incredible balance between like humanizing drama and like humanized conflict. Like we were relating. We were able to see why everybody had the problem they were having. You know what yeah. I mean? Whether it was their fault or not. And slapstick comedy and it was amazing so yeah oh that's right you did said you like the very physical comedy type. yeah when they were like gripping the dashboard <laughs> i should have mentioned that when they were gripping like the dashboard of the steering wheel and like you could when they finally pried their fingers off you could see the indents and oh it was great it did have slight moments of absurdity where you're yeah. like takes you out of reality for just a moment right i, I don't yeah i think that but it all movies should you should, i think you should spend your disbelief for every movie you watch yeah. I, I don't think I, I i hate people like you watch a movie with someone and they're like well that can't happen in real life but it's a movie like what sense i'm watching if you're going to spend your disbelief i don't want to see real life shit in a movie i don't want to live in real life that depends entirely upon the movie if i'm yeah. seeing somebody uh fart a rainbow in schindler's list I'm going to be a little concerned. Yeah, that, a lot, like, that would have been a lot funner. That made that movie a lot more funner. I feel <laughs> well, like. it's, it's not supposed to be a yeah. fun movie. Yeah, 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 no. I, don't, I don't want this just movie needs levity. Why not? Sure. Sure. Yeah. God damn it, we're canceled now. It's a depressing now. time. I mean, Fuck. Yeah, I think it just depends. Like The tone of this movie allowed for, but it's like if it's a movie that's trying to be realistic, yeah, you don't get away with it. Exactly. Right. Like, as long as it hasn't If you're shooting internal. for realism. Yeah, I, I, I never go into a movie that way. I never go into a movie to nitpick it. On that, those kind of grounds, because it's a movie. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that I'm watching something that's not real. I'm not going to nitpick it <laughs> on things that are. Yeah, I think. Yeah, not that's real. that's a way to frame it. That's how I enjoy a lot of my movies. Yes, spend your disbelief. 
That's how you got so far at the bottom of the trash can, my friend. Turn off your brain, have some, have a little fun. Yeah, that went a long. <laughs> That's where way. it goes. Shut it down and have some fun. I think I think a uh, movie what Bam I appreciate. It's like <laughs> it was good about stretching reality. It was like the Predator. Like yeah. obviously, like sure, yeah. It's, it's, they were shooting for like the over the top eighties action movie. So of course they were doing things that are outside of reality. Yeah. But like, yeah, you suspend for that kind of film. Oh, yeah. Sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Tyler, your rating. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, four out of five fucks. <laughs> like that's fair. It had 19, yeah. though. Uh, I, gave, I gave it four of them. You gave it, you <laughs> What's that ratio to 19? Four no, out of five? I think five, it was 19 and 60 seconds. Yeah, so we yeah. need a ratio. His four out of five to... to get, no, yeah, go but I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's a great movie. And it's a shame there isn't more Thanksgiving movies. We, we've watched all three of the Thanksgiving classics here on Cult Talk Net. So I think that's at least three out of four we've seen technically. But, uh, <laughs> as soon as we get that part two from space, we'll watch it, Eric. We'll get it someday. Uh, but no, I, I think this movie's great. This is such a good movie. I found a quote I thought was pretty cool about it. It says, um, this is from a guy named Argan Olgan. Uh, I'm not sure who he is. I'm, I'm assuming he's a critic of some kind. Uh, he categorized planes, trains, um, and automobiles as a lively portrayal of in-person interactions between people of different economic classes. Aww. People Aww. curse, make out in public, speak in platitudes, and retell the same jokes. Generally, they are coarse and loud and perfect, but not without love. I thought that was a good Aww. quote. That's great. So, no, yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So what's he trying to sell you there with that quote? <laughs> To watch uh, the movie. Watch the movie. <laughs> just watch, watch, the movie. Movie. Right. just watch the movie. Buy my book. I don't, I don't know who the fuck he is. Oh, he might be a white supremacist for all I know. <laughs> we just were there for the quote. We weren't there for the person. Yeah, I do not uh, support any of Argan Olgan's uh, political... <laughs> 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 just in case. Just not in for Argan Flargan. Just in case. Or whatever his name was. <laughs> so why not the five, I guess? Uh, just, uh, some of the stuff was kind of weird. Pay, uh, a couple of pacing moments like that. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if anything... You'll still like, watch it. I, I feel like if, it's a, if, if I was doing anything, it's like a strong like 4.98. So I do. I, I don't think there's anything bad you can say about this movie. I mean... Yeah. It's a great movie. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, we were pretty nitpicky about the things we didn't like. About yeah, it. Yeah, it we hamstrung be. ourselves into it. Well, exactly. I, 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 I would say the only reason I didn't get the full five is because I do feel like there's some stuff missing. I think that's just a, a product of the the hard cut they had to do to get this thing yeah. down from four hours to a, an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would definitely like to see this extended cut I found online. I think that'd be Fuck yes. uh, a fun, fun watch to see if it fills in some of the gaps. But right. that's yeah. the only thing keeping it from not getting the full five for me. Not, nothing bad, just yeah. some stuff I feel like need to be uh, maybe fleshed out a little better. What was your thing? What? What was your thing? Fox. 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 I'm surprised you didn't make it the fucking plane shit or whatever. I know. And, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, lord that over you guys. I know. <laughs> I know more about precision approach uh, pathway <laughs> indicators. And I don't want you guys to feel inferior, but <laughs> go ahead, Bailey. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> I am gonna do five out of five indestructible trunks. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good one. With the with the hypoallergenic pillow. In there and fifty million snacks. Where does he get all of his snacks? He had so many. Like he has so <laughs> many snacks. That's what got me too. Is when they moved into that apart that motel and they didn't even have enough money for him to get a room. Then all of a sudden they have a bunch of liquor. Well, that that's come, probably that came from the trunk. Because I'm assuming that, that might be from all his trunk. Because I mean, let's think about it. it. Might not be his clothes in there because he was washing his clothes in the last hotel. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. has like a box in there just full of snacks. He replenishes like every month or so. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. He I probably just has night clothes. 
probably his actual ever. food. Yeah. yeah. It's what he oh, eats yeah. to live. Yeah, 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 you're right. Oh, such nice. a terrible Five out of five indestructible trunks, huh? Five yeah. indestructible trunks. I love this movie. We watch it every ho- every Thanksgiving, every holiday. It's on. Um, I love John Candy. He's great. He's definitely my favorite John Candy movie is Uncle Buck. You cannot. Yeah. No. Don't fuck with Uncle So Bob. you got this movie on rotation and yeah. you got Thanks Killing 3 on rotation now? No. no. All right. Yeah. Uh, ben, I, what, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, Thanks Killing the first one. You exactly. can have on rotation. Yeah. There you go. Mm. I'm going to give this five out of five Deep Dale moments. <laughs> deep Dale moments. Just when Dale decides just to drop a big old steaming pile of sad on you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go deep. Yeah. Deep no, Dale. this this movie is amazing. You've got... a. Uh, a writer, director, producer who's known for putting out good movies that are on theme. You've got two actors who are probably at the pinnacle of their acting abilities sharing the screen together. The setup is great. Payoff, phenomenal. Even if it is a wee bit oversold because of the cuts, you've got moments where you sympathize and kind of dislike both characters. Love it. Yeah, I won't say a harsh word about it. Nice. Jerry. Oh, I'll give her a uh, four out of five tidy whities Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Call those facial nice. wipes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-use. Yeah. Yeah. It was just very good uh, comfort movie. And, uh, but you know, I didn't give it the full five for the reason Michael had mentioned earlier. It's more of a, like a holiday movie. So like watching it in the summer is kind of like, Oh, that's okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would still enjoy it probably in the summer, but those are my reasons. My tidy whities. Tidy whities. Tidy whities. Go ahead, Deidre. Uh, I'm about to give an unpopular opinion and everyone's going to hate my ass. No, you're but fine. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three out of five underrated and now extinct, very sadly, vibrating 80s beds. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I miss those yeah. beds. Uh, but um, Contention. <laughs> I really love Candy. I wish they would have fleshed out more of the story with his wife. And I think he... He's it's such a strong role for him that it could have been played just a little bit better if he wasn't like always the butt of the joke. And I know that's part of the story, but like I, I wanted more flashbacks for the wife. So I wanted more comments. I wanted more backstory at the end on the train where he's like, I'm going to take these three little obscure pieces and put together the big reveal that the wife is dead. I needed more than that. And I'm taking off uh, one point for that bowl cut because I can't get over it. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it makes it's you spit over yeah. everything. It's yeah. so bad. It was the 80s. It was, so it was a different time. So um, you wanted it to be more about Candy's character than Martin's character, really. Yeah, Martin. You get, yeah. You see him devolve into an asshole and you see Candy just being this good saint, but I needed more of that story at the more end. More sooner. Yeah. 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 Uh, to backtrack slightly, I was looking, I just got reminded to look up what was Kevin Bacon doing at, the, at this point. He had like Animal House, Friday Thirteenth. Uh, well, yeah, Animal House was his very first movie. Yeah, so he had that oh. Footloose, Forty Deuce, Diner. You know, so yeah, it's kind of stuff. So he he, he was well established. Yeah. At this point. So funny story about Animal House. He actually didn't get to watch the movie because when he showed up to the premiere, the um, security guard did not believe that he was in the movie and threw him out and refused to let him back in. Oh. So he did not get to see the premiere of his very first movie. Wow. Uh, then he went to Plane, Trains, and Automobile the same year. Also, End of the Line and Whitewater Summer came out. Quicksilver also. So yeah, he was definitely well established. I mean, shoot. They were definitely... The audience was definitely going, oh, hey, that's Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin Bacon. His, yeah. <laughs> and then three years later, you know, they'll know him for Tremors. <laughs> nice. Love Tremors. God damn, that's a good movie. Not as good as that last one, huh? Or how many How many did they end up making? 
We don't talk seven? about it. But I like all the Tremors movies. Yeah. You even like the last one, do you? Uh, I like the ending of the last one. You like the ending of the last one? Now. I thought it was beautiful. We didn't I've get Kevin Bacon. Anything in my life. Oh, no, we didn't get anyone in that. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a just such a steaming pile of shit. All right, Tyler, wrap us up and get us out of here. We, well, we've had these people for a while. There you have it. That was Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Uh, that's our big Thanksgiving special. Uh, of course, it's a three-course meal. We gave you Thanksgiving 3. You've got Planes, Trains, Automobiles. And tomorrow on Cult Talk Conspiracy, you'll have a, uh, a special Black Friday episode. So make sure you check that feed for that episode. But above all, I hope everyone had a fantastic or is having a fantastic Thanksgiving and uh, safe Thanksgiving travels. Oh, what's your favorite yeah. Thanksgiving side? Ooh. Oh, mashed potatoes. Definitely. Goddamn right, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Mine's going to be an hors d'oeuvre, not a side. My mother makes these fabulous French bread, brie, and cranberry hors d'oeuvres. We were not raised the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're, a, you're a whole different kind of white. Then, right? yeah, 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 no, out of the box. That is definitely oh, not, <laughs> that is not our experience. Yeah. Green bean casserole. Ooh, nice. dude. Yeah. Dude. Yes. And the two, I hate green beans. two dumbasses are sitting on the other end of the yeah. couch over there together. Love green, man. Me too. Green it's beans like, suck. Oh, so good. People better just get it before I get to it because I'll eat what's left. Same. <laughs> For real. Yeah. That could be a meal by itself. I've done yep. that as a meal Me by too. itself. Me yes. too. Recently, I've made it you could just, recently you can for make myself. It, just like, just me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm-mm. Yes. Yep. What is that? Like croutons and green beans? They're like onions. Onions, the French onions. Yeah, the French onions, cream of mushroom soup, green beans. Yeah, you get the really crunchy kind of crunchy kind. Bacon in the oven. My mom would do green beans with bacon bits and vinaigrette. Ooh, bacon bits is good in it. Yeah, yeah, but and I can what? definitely have it without bacon bits oh, yeah. in the in the green with bean the, with the mac, with the well mac, mac and cheese too. She makes a hell of oh, mac oh, and oh, cheese. Oh, 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 it's like, just a cameo of the bacon. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just I like bacon on everything. Bacon on everything. Yeah, I like um, yeah. getting uh, like asparagus wrapped with bacon. <gasps> oh, that is nice. good. Ooh, That's a good, good one. Anyway, Thanksgiving sides. We need to go back to Thanksgiving yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. I derailed. I'm sorry. Who who didn't shout theirs out? Jerry, Jerry, and Deidre. Oh, oyster dressing. Oysters. Like like a homemade oyster dressing. Ooh, not a had oysters. On we were raised differently too, Jerry. That's yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Different family traditions. Uh, yeah, cool. I think, I think probably the it's not even weird. The probably the weirdest meal we've had for things is like a deep fried turkey. Yeah, what? that's not weird. That's not yeah, it'd be like well, the most. Yeah. yeah, most people just do the oven cooking. We yeah. just deep fried it. We also what? did duck one year, duck and turkey. Oh. Have you ever done a turkey? I was just about to ask. Shouldn't play God like that. No. God didn't want that. He would have made them as one being yeah. if you want. A bird I, I, inside a bird inside a bird. <laughs> but, Supernatural yeah. had that right. It's like, mm, no. <laughs> but we rule this planet now. We can make things the yeah. way that we want them to be. Frankenstein. You are a dark <clears throat> and evil god. Yes. I think the best I think the best thing, <laughs> best way to prepare turkey is just like buy it and just throw it in the trash. It's turkey. I hate fucking turkey. <laughs> I lo- definitely ham I'm a turkey. ham guy. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 No. Give, no, no. Give, give me that red and meat. You, I don't want that white pussy meat. I want some fucking <laughs> red meat. Give me pussy some. Meat. That shit knocks you out. Nothing. There is nothing like a turkey yeah. now. Knocks you out like a bitch. <laughs> That's what it does. Oh my God. I have no, missed. you know what's knocking out is you have no daylight, okay? At this time of year, you have no fucking daylight. Yeah. That's what's knocking you out. Not no. the give me a, give me a big You tell me how a turkey ham. sandwich puts a, a grown man down for it's eight hours dry. before their bedtime. too dry for me. Because you uh. eat like eight plates of it. No. Then, then you need to switch to dark meat if it's too dry. Well, it's yeah. even still, it's not as juicy as ham ever. No, ham. 
you use a roll, you put that turkey on there, some mashed potatoes with some of that gravy, and then you put it back, you know, the other piece of that roll on there. And you make and a that sandwich. is a sandwich. Ooh, and sometimes you can throw some of the stuffing in there if you really want to be like bougie. Mm. It's an itty bitty Thanksgiving. And that was Anna being sitting go. here the whole time, everyone, because yeah. you haven't heard from her. <laughs> Fresh from the cult of cooking. Uh, uh, Ooh. Boy, I was gonna even. say I like a good stuffing, but I realized after <laughs> with that, like, <laughs> that's after the meal. <laughs> that's so while I'm taking my turkey nap. Why does the gravy? Why did you change it to gravy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Keep that's that that's side. after the stuffing. So let us know your favorite side down in the comments below. Yeah, for sure. Follow us on Cult Talk Net across the board. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Just It's Cult Talk Net everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. You can't miss. Yeah, you're, you're hearing this on all the podcast feeds today. Cult Talk Conspiracy, Cult Allure, and Cult of Campbell. So make sure you go check out the other shows. If, you're, if you haven't yet, we got a lot of cool stuff in Cult Talk Net. Um, if you're listening to us on one of the pod feeds, we can't see comments there really so come over to the youtube and let us know where you came from yeah or yeah. Onto the youtube yeah. video yeah or message Look, on I'm, Instagram. I'm here because called a lore here because called a camera let us know where you're coming from oh that'd be neat yeah. come let yeah. us know on youtube where you're coming from yeah, yeah for sure that'd be fun that would be fun and we would very much appreciate your visit for the holidays yes. and thank you guys very much i am very grateful for you this season listeners Yes. Yeah, I hope you guys especially with this. the leaps and bounds we've been we've had we've yeah. been having a fortuitous year this year. We have, and yeah, it's all because of you guys. So thank you. Yeah, we've really grown. We got a lot of cool stuff here. This I never really realized how busy uh, this is probably the busiest was busy this last quarter of the year is for us. Oh yeah, with oh, Coda yeah. Campbell. Now we have this Thanksgiving event. And then we got Christmas. You know, Christmas coming up. Like. We have a shit ton of content coming out here this last three <laughs> Thank months. Thank Christ we had another editor help out. Yeah, oh, for sure. Thank Christ Colalore takes care of itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call to Campbell to that hiatus. Yeah. Out a lot. I mean, yeah. been a lot of shit. I get sleep at night, guys. It's wonderful. <gasps> yeah. 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 Well, not anymore. There's a goddamn cat scratching me at all hours of the night. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, follow us on all the things. Come, let's, come talk to us. We're thankful for you. I've been Michael. I've been Eric. I've been Ty. I've been Bailey. I'm Ben. I've got a good stuffing to make. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.